This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Oh, hold up. Smell test. Go ahead. Sniff those pits. Now your bits. Feet, toes. Come on. Ugh. Could be fresher, right? It's all good. Old Spice Total Body Deodorant Spray is gentle enough to use all over your body, giving you 24-7 lasting freshness with daily use, from pits to toes and down below. So every smell test gets a... <sighs> Shop for Old Spice Total Body Deodorant. Well, World Rugby were handing out their annual awards last week, so we thought we'd do our own alternate Rugby Pod end of year awards with a few more relevant categories. The first category is the Top Lad Award, and the nominees are Rafi Quirk, Finn Russell, James Lowe, Tyke Byrne, and Kevin Sinfield. You could arguably say the Top Lad Award is like player's player. It's the most important one. So all these lads... Listen to the pod. So this is it for them. You talk about awards, you talk about players play, you talk about even probably playing for your country. None of that is topped by the Rugby Pod Top Lad Award. None of it. I agree, James. The ultimate accolade is to be endorsed as a top lad by your good self, James Hamilton, and me. It's the ultimate prize, isn't it? You're the best bloke out there, whether it's being a rugby player, whether it's being a lad out for a few beers, whether it's just, just being the best bloke. It's a pretty easy decision for me, this one. Well, let's just have a look at some of the nominees. So, James Lowe, he's obviously a top lad. We know that. We've spent a bit of time with him in Dublin. Feels like a lifetime ago because of COVID. Can't say that. Can we go but back? I don't, I don't know if you've seen the news. I don't know what's happening at the minute, I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll go back. I'm bothered. But James Lowe, anyway, my point being, top lad award, is that off the back of him winning single-handedly the game against the All Blacks or his interview <laughs> after that went down like a shit sandwich across my social media? I think it should be his interview because it was class, wasn't it? It was, but I can't see that being in agreement with the masses and the millions of the listeners. Finn Russell, he's got to get a mention purely off the back of the fact that he's come out and said, not only does he drive his Lambo around Paris, but whenever he can, he gets a pre-match meal of the five guys. I mean, he has gone up in my estimation. Not only can he do it on the field, he's doing it on the field off the back of my kind of diet off the field. So Finn Russell gets a massive shout out for that. I don't, want, I don't want to encourage unhealthy eating, especially during the pandemic, so he's definitely not in it. <laughs> there can only be one winner, lads. Who you got? Sir Kevin Sinfield. Like, undeniable. It's not even up for debate. And people who've listened to the podcast that came out recently would know the reason why. Absolute legend. Yeah, hero of a bloke. What he's done off the field, what he's doing on, as a coach at Leicester. Just him as a bloke. Legend. The next category in the Alternate Rugby Pod End of Year Awards is Most Outrageous Moment. The nominees are Russie's video, 
Josiah Razingi's lifting the ref. We need to put Javo hashtag 6969 in there as well. Outrageous yeah, and ridiculous. Know. Yeah, I don't know how much we affected that or influenced that, but I, I can't give that bloke an award. Absolute hanging bit of kit. Weird <laughs> as they come when he came on. And it's probably due to go to court soon, so we don't want to give him any more profile than he's already got. Outrageous moments. I, I'm going to go, and I know that Nick Berry came out, and I do feel for Nick Berry, and his statement was quite thought-provoking. Allah, my, not Allah, alas, my tweet. Is it alas? What did you say? Alas, Allah? Allah, Allah, my tweet. Allah, my tweet. But I did enjoy the time spent by everyone discussing Rassi's comments. I did. And the outrageous moment isn't necessarily a good moment. It's like outrageous. It could be outrageously good. It could be outrageously bad. I'm not saying that Rassis was either or, but for me, he's a front runner in my opinion. But Andrew, this is a joint decision, mate. It is. It is. And like like you said, the outrageous moment can be something that makes you laugh, something that makes you feel angry. Or cry. And yeah. And and Josiah Rosingi's lifting of the referee. I didn't know whether to laugh, smile, be disgusted with touching a referee. But he just lifted him up like a trophy, didn't he? And just held him there because he gave a decision to his team. So, like people, it, so you can't touch a referee, though. You can't. It was pick shit up banter. I saw it. I was like, "That's shit bant, but funny bant." But you can't do that because I'm 40 now, so it's like lad bant and dad bant's very different now. But also yeah. the videos that came after that with the Lion King, outrageous. You, it's outrageous. You know, isn't it? you, yeah. Actually, you're right. You're converting me slightly here because when stuff like that happens and memes are made, that is outrageously funny. So something outrageously bad or just outrageous that turns into a meme. Actually, I am easily influenced here, lads. Andy Rowe, you've done something to me here and that might be the front runner. Might be. Andrew, go on, you go for this one. Boys, I'm going to have to push you for a winner. Because I learned a lot from Razzie's video and people found it both agreeable and disagreeable. I'm going to to steer clear of that. I'm going to go for Josiah Razingi lifting the referee. Just outrageous. It was like he was holding up a small child in the air. I've done it with my kids Probably not to the same effect. So Josiah Razingi, he's going to get the outrageous moment this year for lifting the referee. It's a circle of life. It's the wheel of fortune. Our next category in the Alternate Rugby Pod End of Year Awards is Best Social Media. And the nominees are Freddie Burns, Russie Erasmus, and Jim Hat... No, no, he's not. Oh, no? No, not yours, Jim. And Wade Cooper. You know what? Recently, Rassi Erasmus, not only from his rugby standpoint and knowledge and intellect, drinking a pint, uh, pint of Guinness in his boxer shorts while South Africa are playing, his latest one with the English Bulldog, where he's telling it's an English Bulldog and the Bulldog is going absolutely ballistic and biting him. And then he says, you're not English. And then the Bulldog stops. You are English. I thought it was absolutely brilliant and went viral. He's up there. I mean, what bollocks to be on social media doing that stuff? I mean, he ain't got any bollocks. His his boxers were very baggy. So I don't think he has got much much bollocks going on there. Freddie, um, yeah, Freddie's quite interesting. I, I mean, we like Freddie, though, so it's easy for us to say that. And then you've got Quaid. Not only the super squirt skills, Andrew, but also the cryptic, the deep, the meaningful stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Quay, Quay Cooper, he's got the skills. He's put some skills out there on social media, but 
the riddles just get me. They go straight over my head. I don't know where he's coming from. We're part of a journey. We're living. We're learning. I digest them. Quotes. I they, they sink in, and I think about them, and then forget you about understand them. them. But you I don't understand, understand, you understand them, them, but they you? sound good. They rhyme. They're just words. If they rhyme, they're I just do. Words. Yeah, they're and just words. words are all I have to take <laughs> your heart away. Yeah, Freddie Burns, love him completely uh, in terms of his social media. He puts the best out there's of a lot. himself on there. There's a there lot, a though. Lot. There's a lot. But there's a few of those boys, in there, that are relentless, just can't go half an hour without putting something on social media. You know, he doesn't take himself too seriously. I absolutely love that, that he's... It's not just posting his best life. He'll take the piss out of himself as much as he... Tells everyone how great his life is at times. So I love Freddie Burns, but Razzie Erasmus, the one where he's poured a bottle of red into the World Cup and saying he's going to miss that over the next two months. He's just doing it to prod the bear, isn't he? And the bear is world rugby. The bear is basically anyone but South Africa. And it's all done. You know, you go back to a couple of years ago when he put the video out of trying to teach Esther Hazen how to tackle in the Owen Farrell way on that tackle bag. He's got history. For me... It's tongue-in-cheek. You take it with a pinch of salt. But I'm going to go for the best social media this year, James. What do you reckon? Razzie Erasmus? It has to be. Also, we're talking about the best coach or one of the best coaches in the world. World Cup winner. British and Irish Lions winner. Water boy. He's been banned for how long? He had to sit at home. There ain't... ain't, He can't go anywhere else. Let's go for it. And the winner is... Razzy Erasmus. Razzy, Razzy Erasmus, of course, no doubt. The next category in the Alternate Rugby Pod End of Year Awards is Highlight of the Year. The nominees are Quinn's semi-final comeback over Bristol, Leicester's resurgence, and Toulouse winning the double with Kano bowing out the winner. Nah, none of them. <laughs> What's your highlight, James? Scotland putting 50 on England at Twickenham in a solar stadium, and I just felt part of the building that day. Should have put you in the social media for your. Oh, yeah, but that. Oh, yeah, oh, but we're we talking. Won. We won. Yeah. Solange. I, Solange. Yeah, Andy. Solange Var. No, Solange Var, <laughs> but you can't do that because I did a thing for Wolf of Wall Street, which is basically a guy that has fiddled a shitload of money and taken copious amounts of Class A drugs and driving a Lamborghini while on Class A drugs. So th- th- that's why it's not gone on there because you can't put stuff like that on social media and expect to win. So. Moment of the year. It's definitely not Quinn's winning the Premiership because that was an absolute fluke. What? <laughs> That's a great story, James. From where they come from, well, they go Chris for it. Ashton walking on, out the club, they just start climbing. They climb True. and they climb. Their little Everest, which True. ended up being a big Everest. They're 28-0 down at half-time against Bristol in the semi-final. The next week, they're playing True. everyone's favourites, Exeter. True. And they produce it in the last couple of minutes. And Lewis Liner scores a couple of tries. And from nowhere, Harlequins are Premiership champions, James. Well, let's shot the millions. Let's call it early. What about Toulouse winning the double, though? European yeah, but champions. French rugby's not close to me art. It's just, it was in COVID. No one was there. Let's go for Scotland beating England. Come on. And the winner is? It hurts me to say this, James. It really does. You've convinced me. You have convinced really? me. Really? As a proud Englishman... I can't even believe I'm saying this, but it was been about 400 years since the Scots. It was 38, but... Call it 400, round, mate. Round it, yeah, I mean? yeah, round it up. Since the Scots beat England at the home of rugby, Twickenham, the best stadium in the world. I'm with you, James. I'm sold. 
The rest were during COVID, weren't they? There was no fans in stadiums. That was just, it was just such a big moment. Oh yeah, that was during COVID as well. <laughs> it was, James, it was. It was, James, it was. I know it was, yes. So the highlight of the year was... Scotland, Scotland beating England. over England at Twickenham. 38 years of hurt. The next category in the Alternate Rugby Pod End of Year Awards is the Player of the Year category. And the nominees are Sia Khaleesi, Eben Etzebeth, Anton Dupont, and Tyg Furlong. Well, good list. Great list. Well, rugby didn't have that list. Yeah, I don't, can't believe they didn't have any South Africans in that short list. I'm probably thinking they're going off the brand of rugby that they played. They what, who is World rugby. rugby? Yeah, the, they didn't win the Rugby Championship, did they? Which is their only kind of... It's like the Six Nations to us over here. And they just basically thought the Lions were shit. I think they were just basically saying the Lions series was shit because the rugby was shit. So, Sodom, they're not having anyone in there. Or they hate Razzie for putting out them videos. It's probably Maybe. the latter. I mean, it's probably the latter, isn't it, to be honest? And the other one that no one's mentioned, James, Lukanyo Am. He has been phenomenal for South Africa. Oh, my Am. Do you reckon he's got a big Am? I reckon, yeah. I mean, just straight, yeah. <laughs> for me, Khaleesi's got better and better. I think the way we've seen the season unfold for him, I've never seen Eben Etzebeth as good. This is as good as he's ever been. And I can't believe he wasn't in the shortlist for World Player of the Year for World Rugby. But this isn't World Player of the Year for World Rugby. Well, shall I tell you why Eben Etzebeth is on the list, James? He came on the podcast, didn't he? And that's what happened. Friend of the show. That, yeah. When you know where and you need to be somewhere, he had an injury, he came on the podcast... And he's ended up absolutely smashing everyone he's played against all year. Dominated Marotoji at Twickenham. Um, he was, for me, South Africa's best player in the Lions series. And his arms, I look at him and I think, poor man's Jim Hamilton. He, can, he, he can't run a line-out, can he? Well, th- th- I mean, not many can. Not many can. But if he was in my line-out, my goodness me, it'd be like Jim and Paul O'Connell all over again. But I think, I think we're talking about our winner, aren't we, Andrew? I don't know, because Anton Dupont has been ridiculous. Tyg Furlong. Yeah, he's, he's, but he's, he's been given loads, though. Ty Furlong as well, like, we could put him in there. But Anton Dupont, he's been given everything. So, we can't give it to him as well. He doesn't even listen to the podcast. He doesn't even speak English. And he's French, yeah. We need to get a friend of the show. And I think we're in agreement, James, aren't we? All right, then. Who is the player of the year? Uh, friend. The next category in the Alternate Rugby Pod end of year awards is the Young Gun nominees. And the nominees are Marcus Smith, Freddie Stewart, Lewis Rees-Samet, Lewis Liner, Kaylin Doris, Ronan Callagher, and Will Jordan. That is a big, long list of young, quality players. That The young gun nominees, you think, ah, he's a young lad, he's got a big future in the game. All those boys in that list are rock stars right now, aren't they? You know, Lewis Liner effectively won the Premiership for Harlequins. Kaylin Doris has been ripping up trees. Basically beat the All Blacks with James Lowe on his own. Uh, Ronan Kelleher has come into some ridiculous form for both Ireland and Leinster and has really taken over from Rory Best now as Ireland's premium hooker. Will Jordan, ridiculous try-scoring record. Freddie Stewart, you just can't get over that picture of Freddie Stewart and his granddad at Twickenham, can you? It's a phenomenal thing. He's got man the match in two of England's games. Lewis rees Summit, quickest thing on two legs. Where are we going with this, Jim? Well, I naturally veer towards friends of the show. And we've had Freddie Stewart on. We've had Lewis Rees-Sabbat on. We're going to have Caleb Miel Doris on. Will Jordan's a big listener, apparently, in New Zealand. 
I look at this in terms of ones that have come out of nowhere. Kalen Doris, my old Doris, albeit injured last season, still carved up when he played. We were talking about him. Lewis Rees Samet to a degree. There was a lightning bolt on the side of his head, I'm sure, a couple of years ago. I think we can narrow this down. Marcus Smith, the same. He's been playing. So, young gun nominee. I'm thinking someone that's just come out of nowhere and has been on the rugby pod. <laughs> <laughs> we might be slightly biased. Listen, Marcus Smith has been phenomenal. But like you said, he's been doing it for a couple of years. You know, he's burst onto the scene internationally as well and gone pretty well. But when you're talking bursting on the scene internationally, I think we're, we're going to agree on this, James, aren't we? You say he's come from nowhere. He's come from Norfolk. He's come from Norfolk. He's a big unit. Namani Nandolo says he is... He's hung like a Trojan. As well. <laughs> and the winner is... Freddie Stewart. Freddie Stewart. The next category in the alternate rugby pod end of year awards is Skidmark of the Year. The big one. The nominees are Bath getting 71 points put on them. Arjen losing every game and ending up two points at the end of the 26th game top 14 season. And the All Blacks getting 40 put on them by France. Oh, Andy Rowe, that must hurt to say that as well, it doesn't does it? It does hurt. really hurts. Well, get used to it, mate. Get used to it. I don't know why, but just get used to it. I mean, who has 70 put on them? I- I'm just asking the question. It's a rhetorical question. I think Saracens nearly did it at the Rico Arena when it was called the Rico Arena, didn't they? It was 50, and that was bad enough. We're talking 70. <laughs> oh... oh. Yeah, I ain't I mean, bothered about Arjen. I mean, who's going to Arjen? Probably Ashi, but who's going to Arjen? <laughs> Arjen lost every game. I did give him some stick on the podcast for it. Only one winner for me. 71 point, absolute drop him. Bath haven't won a game since the start of this season. But who's loses by 71 points at home as well? Bath do. There we go. And the winner is of Skidmark of the Year. Bath. Bath. I tell you what, Skidmark's in the bath. My goodness me. I mean, they clean well, but they look long, so much longer than they probably are. It's just the illusion of a skid mark in a bath is not great. Anyway. The next category in the alternate rugby pod end of year awards is the Why Are You Being Horrible? Who's Had a Tough Year Award? And the nominees are Chris Ashton. Is there no more? Is there anyone else? There doesn't need to be, James, does there? Life isn't as bad as I thought for him. He was doing Channel 4. He was doing commentary for a game so he's putting himself out there he's not in hibernation he's out he didn't look that tanned he sounded like he was on diazepam so um... (laughs) (laughs) why are you being horrible it's the why are you being horrible award why are we being horrible because that's it you've got to back it up you've got to back up what you're saying and that's what we do here whether or not it's right whether or not it's wrong whether or not it's horrible whether or not it's not horrible but poor Ashley is all I'm saying he's sunk a few clubs. All I'm saying is I know that Bath will not be signing him. They can't. They can't do it. <laughs> yeah, he started off at Arlequins at the start of the year and that wasn't going so well for him. He was shocking against Racing where they got absolutely hosed. A couple of weeks later, he's walked out of the club and he's thought to himself, I'm going to go to a team that can compete with where I'm at. And he's gone to Worcester. He's gone into Worcester. He's caused a bit of trouble. He's told them all how shit they are. He's had a bit of a fallout with a few people and he's end up getting sent off and hardly playing. So, yeah, there's only one winner of this award, isn't there, James? And I, get, I have to give this to him because he used to be horrible to you at Saracens back in the day, didn't he? Just give us a quick snapshot of what he used to do to you every day at Saracens in the changing rooms. 
Well, he used to kick the door open and say, here he is, big bag of sick, absolute disgrace. You should be ashamed of yourself. That's what he used to say and then walked off. And I was. <laughs> Do you know, you know what the most ironic thing was? He was right. He was. <laughs> but as we know, there's a fine line between negativity, bullying and honesty. And he was all three. He was all three <laughs> to me. So now, as we sit here, friend of the show, it's our podcast. We can do what the hell we like. And the winner is Chris, Chris Ashton. Ashton. Chris Ashton.